0: Welcome to Kevin Connors podcast this series of messages on the book of Ezekiel were recorded in Malaysia in August 2010 Be sure to get a copy of Kevin's newly released commentary on the book of Ezekiel Available in paperback and ebook formats from amazon.com And as an immediate PDF download from kevinconnor.org forward slash shop Okay, so it's just a uh, real pleasure to be here and uh, actually i've been promising uh Brother Hong Singh for about three or four years to come and uh, uh, do uh, something on uh, the book of Ezekiel. But then about 2008, my wife took sick. And then 2009, she thought it was my turn to get sick. And so I was sick. And then 2010, uh, we've just asked the Lord to touch us and uh, make it possible to fulfill some assignments that we had to cancel. So just a real pleasure to be here. and. Uh, uh, good to see so many people we've met over the years. So we've had a word of prayer. So uh, let's move right into it. And we're going to stick to our schedule. So about 9 o'clock, that's 50 minutes, we'll take a break. Then will have our second session. All right. Uh, how many have got uh, New King James or Old King James uh, translation? How many have got NIV? Uh, I'll forgive you this time. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So... Well, at one time we used to be able to read the Bible together and all get to heaven at the same time. But uh, with all the different translations now, some people don't get to heaven until midnight, you know, <laughs> really. so believable. All right, I'd like you to, uh, before we go to uh, start looking at our notes on a couple of uh, sessions here tonight, I want you to turn to uh, the Gospel of Luke. And I'd like to encourage you to... Uh, Take down extra notes or things that we may, uh, may uh, maybe strike you as we go through. And also, as uh, Brother Hong-Sing said, make sure you write your questions down. Leave your name off so that uh, we're attacking the problem, not the person. Okay, And we'll do that on the last session because many times in uh, uh, this type of teaching seminar, we answer a lot of questions that people have and they're already answered if you just wait until we uh, go through the sessions. Okay, so let's go to Luke chapter 24. uh, I bought myself a uh, new translation several years back. So I've got Old King James on one side and New King James on the other side. So it depends which way the spirit's moving which column I get into. Uh, But uh, for study purposes, those of you who did the Key of Knowledge Seminar many years ago, I use Old King James. Uh, but for uh, uh, public reading, I use New King James uh, to get rid of all, all the uh, these and thous and dines and thuses and wouldish and shouldas and couldas and buddhas. <laughs> Everything like that. Okay, so um, I'm sort of back in the old King James and the New King James. I'll, I'll uh, uh, sort of uh, go back and forth a bit. Okay, so introduction uh, before we start looking at our notes. Let's go to verse 13. And I'll paraphrase a little bit because uh, we have a lot to cover in our time together. Uh, In verse 13, we find that uh, two of the disciples were traveling the same day to a village called Emmaus, uh, seven miles from Jerusalem. And they're talking together of everything that had happened in the last several days. Now, you'll notice in verse 15, uh, and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, uh, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But I want you to note verse 16, as we uh, sort of do our introduction here but their eyes were restrained old uh, author says their eyes were holden uh, restrained is probably a better word so that they did not know him now you just think these two disciples on the road to Emmaus uh, they've been talking about the events of the last several days death burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and how some uh, uh, women praise God for the good women oh, that's better I thought you'd gone home Yeah. Uh, And and the big disciples, the apostles, didn't believe the women when they said Jesus had risen from the dead. Typical men, uh, Australians anyway. So uh, you'll notice in verse 16, their eyes were restrained so they did not know him. Here they are walking together and Jesus himself drew near. They didn't even recognize who he was. So in uh, verse uh, 17 onwards a little bit, uh, he asked them, well, what kind of conversation is are you talking with one another about and why are you walking and you're so sad? And then one of them said, well, are you only a stranger in Jerusalem? Haven't you heard what's happened in, the, in these days? Of course, Jesus knew it, it happened to him. I mean, he was crucified, buried, raised from the dead and appearing to the disciples. And uh, so he made out, uh, so he said, well, what things? Uh, in verse 19 they say well the things concerning uh, Jesus of Nazareth who is a prophet mighty indeed and were before God and all the people and they talk about the priests and the rulers how they condemned him to death and crucified him and uh, verse 21 but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel indeed besides all this today is the third day since these things happen and here's the poor women come in verse 22 yes and certain women of our country who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body they said they had a vision and everything like that now i want you to go down to verse uh, um, verse 25 we'll pick up then he said to the most foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets now please keep this in mind the prophets because we're going to be looking at uh, a few sessions on the prophet ezekiel uh, one of the least preached on prophets. Uh, it seems a lot of preachers don't know what to do with him, uh, with his weird visions and everything like that. They think he's a weirdo and whatever. They like Isaiah or they like Jeremiah a little bit. But uh, Ezekiel, wow, uh, he, he, he'd he been eating pork in the Jewish synagogue and had some terrible visions, I think. Uh, is that all right here? Yeah, Are you breathing out here? <laughs> huh? ask your question answer me yes Yes. okay very good response here sick over there okay all right now notice in verse 25 so he said oh foolish one slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter in his glory now notice in verse 27 beginning at Moses and all the prophets he expounded, and the Greek word there, expound is where we get hermenuo, hermeneutics. He expounded, explained, and interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Henry would like to have had that on a tape recorder or a CD. I would have. Well would have been in a hot cellar. So he expounded to them, uh, beginning at Moses and all the prophets. Then uh, as you go verse 28 on a little bit, I want you to notice a key word that is used three times in the rest of the chapter. I'll tell you what the word is in a moment. So they're going uh, to the village, and uh, Jesus just sort of uh, indicated he was going to go on further. But the, in verse 29, they constrained him, saying, Abide with us for it is toward evening, and the day is fast spent. So he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, and uh, this is so awesome, as he sat at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them as only he could. Now the key word I want you to pick up here and it's used three times and this is what my prayer is as we go uh, into our studies on Ezekiel here. Number one, the, the key word is the word open. So notice in verse 31, number one, then their eyes were opened. Now in verse 16, By way of contrast, their eyes were restrained. He's talking with them, He's right there in the meeting, He's explaining things, but they just don't recognize Him. And you know, it's possible for us as Christians to have the presence of the Lord right in our midst and not even recognize Him. He was right there. And so, number one, their eyes were opened and they knew Him, and He vanished from their sight. They had communion together, and the Lord breaking bread, blessing it, breaking it, giving it to them. Then their eyes were opened, so number one. Number two, the second use of the word. So number one, open eyes. The second use of the word is in verse 32. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us? And I like to play on heartburn. Anybody ever had heartburn here? Uh, I have heartburn all the time with Jesus, and I don't want to be healed. Uh, just kidding. Some of you are a bit slow tonight are you? Okay. Okay, so did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us, by the way? And the second use of the word open is while he opened to us the scriptures. So, opening of the scriptures. So, open eyes. And, and this, is, this is what I, I, my prayer is for you as you do this seminar together. I'd like to encourage you to be here for the nine sessions uh, so that you get the complete picture of what, of what we're doing. So, opened the scriptures, he opened now. How many know that unless the Lord opens our eyes, we just don't get it? Amen, can you say, you're allowed to say amen here? Amen. Hong Singh said it's okay. All right, you're allowed to say amen. amen. Amen, so unless the Lord opens our eyes, and sometimes we read the Bible, I've read it over many years, uh, just to satisfy your curiosity, I'm 83 years plus. You bunch of chickens, yeah, okay. Oh, people are, I wonder how old that man is. Well, I'm pretty old, okay, all right. So, I'm as old as my tongue and a little bit older than my teeth. Oh, you're starting to catch on, okay. Because I was born with a tongue, but I didn't have any teeth when I was born. Okay, back to the Bible. So, so, you can read the Bible and read the Bible and never see it. And somebody says, oh, wow, have you seen this verse? No and you go through 26 translations but all of a sudden God opens your eyes and say wow look at that I've never seen that before well it's been there two thousand years it's just you've never seen it he just opens your eyes how many of you know what I'm talking about so as we do our studies on Ezekiel we're praying the Lord to open our eyes help us to see uh, some of the things in Ezekiel all right. then number two the second thing uh, is while he opened to us the scriptures now I believe that the the, the, the Bible is like uh, uh, like in the book of Je- uh, Revelation, when John is caught up in the Spirit and he's before the throne, he sees in the hand of him who is on the throne uh, a book that's sealed with seven seals. And, uh, and so John weep. and as he began to weep, because nobody in heaven or earth or under the earth anywhere else was worthy to open the book and break the seals thereof. So the Bible to me is a closed book, it's a sealed book unless the lamb and then one of the good elders there, there was a good elder of the 24 and he said uh, don't weep John the lion of the tribe of Judah he's prevailed to open the book and open the seals thereof and so John turned to see the lion and he saw the lamb and so the lamb came and he began to break the seals of the book and give John understanding and so that's what I'm praying Lord this is a sealed book to us you can read it and read it and never see it that's why the Bible to uh, particularly unbelievers they don't know the author. And they look at the Bible and say, wow, it's all double dutch to me. Well, you don't, you're reading somebody else's mail. And unless you know the author of the book, you're not gonna understand his book. So he opened to them the Scriptures. So I believe the Bible is a sealed book unless he breaks the seals and gives us understanding. Everybody said amen again? All right, now let's go to the third use of the word open and uh, we'll go way down to verse 44. So uh, it says, then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written. And notice that this is Christ's own threefold division of the Old Testament. Number one, uh, all things must be fulfilled, uh, number one, which were written, uh, number one, in the law of Moses, and number two, the prophets, and number three, the Psalms. Uh, we, we put it this way, the law. The, the Psalms and the Prophets, but Jesus is saying. So this was Christ's own threefold division of the Old Testament, the Law, the Prophets, and the Psalms. So we're going to be looking at one of the Prophets by the name of Ezekiel and the Psalms. So as he expounded, now, here's the third use of the word open, and I recommend if you, open, uh, if you mark your Bible that you underline those three references. So here's this key to the whole thing, verse 45. Then he opened their understanding. that they might comprehend the scriptures so notice the order here verse 31 I've marked it in my Bible opened eyes verse 32 open scriptures verse uh, 45 open their understanding and that's what I pray the Lord will open our eyes and open the scriptures to us and open our understanding how many can say amen to that So what I'd like you to do before we start moving into Ezekiel now, I'd like us uh, to do a little exercise. You can remain seated. And I'd like you to pray along with me. I'd like you to put your hand on your eyes and say, Lord, I want you to open my eyes. So why don't we do that? Uh, you, you, You verbalize it as a prayer and then I'll just pray it again to confirm it. Lord, open our eyes. We just lay our hands upon our eyes and Lord, We need you to open our eyes so that we can uh, behold wondrous things out of his law. We thank you for your word, Lord. But uh, Lord, we can read it and read it and never see it unless you open our eyes. So we pray, open our eyes in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. And then I'd like you to take the Bible, take the scriptures and say, Lord, I want you to open the scriptures to me. So let's pray that. Thank You for Your Word, Lord. We thank You for the Holy Scriptures, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And we just pray that You'll open the Scriptures to us as we do this seminar together. Open the Scriptures, Lord. May we behold wondrous things out of Your Word. Even as You open the Word to the disciples on the road to Emmaus. open the Scriptures to us. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. And then put your hands on your mind. Uh, This is the seat of our understanding, our intellect, our reason, our imaginations. And uh, let, let's pray it together. You verbalize it in your way and say, Lord, open our understanding. Lord Jesus, we just lay our hands on our mind, on our, uh, the source of our thinking, our reasoning, our imagination, everything like that. We just pray that you'll open our understanding, that we might understand the scriptures as we share together on this wonderful prophet, uh, the prophet Ezekiel. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 So I'd like you to keep that in mind as we go through our sessions together. Open my eyes, Lord. Open the scriptures to me. Open our understanding. How many can say amen on that? All right. Now I'd like you to turn to your notes here. And uh, I'd like you to turn to uh, uh, page one. Page one. And tonight the uh, two sessions basically will be more introductory. Now, what, what I'd like you to do uh, in the on um, page one here, I've got over here. Uh, on the first part, uh, just to give you an overview here, uh, on the first part we have an analysis of the book of Ezekiel, which I did uh, quite a number of years ago. So. You can look at that more in your own time. We'll touch on a couple of spots here. Then the Ezekiel outline, and I took this from uh, Slemming and Larkin a little bit, just adapted it there. And so that's really on page two and three. And, uh, uh, you know, some of you are more studious and we're all on different levels here. But uh, when I've done a book of the Bible, uh, you know, no, no boasting on my part, all glory to the Lord, I've done about 55 books of the Bible, my own expositions. It's a lot of years, a lot of work. In fact, I tell people, every, every cell in my body is a verse of scripture. If you cut me open, I would bleed scripture. <laughs> uh, I, uh, it's the best brainwashing you can get. Brainwash yourself with the word. You come out thinking clean and straight. Uh, can you say amen on that? Uh, so generally, uh, the first thing I do is just do an outline of the book. So uh, I put that there of Sleming and, and Larkin, adapted that. And then uh, what i 've did over the years now, over the other other side i 'd like you to do this because uh, uh, we 've only got nine sessions together, but we 're going to touch on the uh, the real high spots of uh, of the book here as you 'll see so um, over i 'll hold this up you can 't see it, but see over on this right side here i 'd like you to put next to the nine sessions we 're going to be doing put uh, uh what chapters we're going to be covering we pretty well cover most of the book as you'll see so okay under number one old testament survey which we're going to be doing in our first session that's like you can put this word down it's an overview just an overview of the book we'll be doing that in session number one so an overview number one old testament survey or of ezekiel overview all right number two Uh, which will be our second session tonight, Ezekiel's Call and Commission. Uh, The chapters of Ezekiel we're coming are chapters 1 through to 3. So chapters 1 through to 3. And then number 3, The Glory Leaving the Old Covenant Temple. And I know there will be a number of questions come up uh, uh, about that. We'll do that. So that will be tomorrow night. The Glory Leaving the old uh, Old Covenant Temple. Uh, chapters four through to eleven. Chapters four through to eleven. Uh, the other chapters uh, concern uh, the destruction of Jerusalem and uh, and the city and so forth. We won't be able to uh, touch on them except just refer to it. Uh, so chapters four through to eleven. Then number four, prophecies concerning the Gentile nations. And uh, I, I think when we look at when, when we look at that today uh, or during, during our, our seminar together. I think if we could uh, change some of the uh, modern names to what they were in Babylon in the uh, biblical times, Iraq is a yeah. see so Iraq has come into a lot of prominence and very significant there why and then insane Hussein uh, I mean what do you call him uh, a sad Hussein uh, you know the guy who's dead and knows better now anyway okay uh, he much of ancient city of Babylon See, we don't realize that. and then when the war was on uh, America didn't destroy the city though only 50 it's only uh, rebuilt Babylon that he done so far uh, it was only about 50 miles from Baghdad but there's some significance and we may be touching on with that then how many know that Iran is ancient Persia me Persia so we think of what's going on in Iran today And so, as you go through the Prophets, and I've done uh, this over the years, they have a lot to say to various Gentile nations. We want to do one session on that. So, the chapters that are covered on the Gentile nation, number four, is chapters 25 through to 32, chapters uh, 25 to 32, and uh, chapter 35. So, chapter 25 to 32 and chapter 35. Then uh, number five, messianic prophecies and the restoration of Israel. So there's a lot of discussion. Well, what about Israel? What about the Jew? Where does the Jew fit in? What about rebuild temples and all this type of thing? We're gonna be dealing with some of that uh, through the time. So uh, the chapter's dealing with the messianic prophecies and restoration of Israel. And you need to be here to hear what I'm really saying about that. Uh, chapters 33 and 36 and 37. So the Ezekiel chapters we'll be covering there, chapter 33 and 36 and 37. And then uh, number seven uh, is going to be very interesting, this one. Oh, I'll oh, oh, see you. Thank you. I'm glad someone's listening. Kevin, listen. Okay, number six, beginning a new generation. Oh, where well, have I done um okay I, I i missed it on my notes but i know it uh okay put down ezekiel chapter 3 18 and 33 so 3 18 and 33 those three chapters as we'll see together uh, deal with the same thing so chapters 3 uh, 18 and 33 beginning a new generation okay number seven gog and magog chapters of ezekiel very interesting chapters Wait too I Uh, I I do that session, show you some of the material I've got that I've had for years. Uh, Well, who's Gog and Magog? uh, Who identifies with these things and what's going on in the whole Middle East situation. So chapters 38 and 39. Chapters 38 and 39. And then of course a big, big problem today uh, is number 8 and number 9. I'm going to put the chapters together here. What about Ezekiel's new temple? And so people are running around in America and taking up love offerings and getting a stone for the new temple and everything. So is this going to be a rebuilt temple? Uh, One man told me many years ago, he said, Kevin, do you know what God's doing with you? I said, sometimes I wonder. Uh, He said, well, he's training you as a priest to offer animal sacrifices in the millennial kingdom in the rebuilt temple. So do you know what I said? Well, heaven forbid and Kevin forbid. So, what about these things? You know, what about the glory leaving the old temple and the glory coming back to the new temple? Is it a literal one? Is it in the millennium? Or is it here in Malaysia? What? Okay. Uh, the chapters we'll be dealing with there, and num- number eight and nine, is chapters 40 through to 48. So, chapters 40 through to 48. So, you'll see that uh, we cover most of the chapters, the high spots in each of these chapters. Uh, uh, chapters here. All right, down the bottom you've got uh, very uh, simple there. Question and answer time at the end. And make sure you bring your Bible, uh, either New King James or Old. Uh, I'll forgive you if you've got NIV. I uh, better not say what, I'm not allowed to say what that is, um, what NIV stands for. Okay, we'll forget that. Uh, bring your notebooks and your pencils. And if you can, read as much of Ezekiel as you can. Okay, I've given you the chapters there. All right, now, let's turn to your notes here, and uh, we're going to do our first session here on Old Testament Survey Ezekiel, and that is page, uh, let's see, page 12. So page 12. all right now remember this is just a survey of the book as we go through and then you have a a bit of fill-in we'll tell you about in a moment okay so everybody there all right now people have said to me are the prophets and to tell you the truth when I was younger about a hundred years ago I used to read the prophets and think they are so boring how could anybody uh, speak of them you know and let alone preach of them and people sometimes would say to me Kevin, I'm a New Testament man, you're an Old Testament man. Uh, How many think that's dumb? It sounds spiritual, but it's dumb. I'm not an Old Testament man or a New Testament man. I'm a Bible man. Because you can't, you know, understand the Old Testament without the New Testament or the New without the Old. As uh, one of the early church fathers said uh, concerning the Testaments, the New is in the Old contained and the Old is in the New explained. The new is in the old enfolded, the old is in the new unfolded. The new is in the old concealed, the old is in the new revealed. Everybody say that after me. It's, a, it's impossible to understand either testament without the other, we, we need them both. All right, and especially I say these smart alecks. You know what smart aleck is, don't you? You have a few here. Not, not in this church, not in FGT. Okay, all in Australia, uh, I say, when they say, well, the New Testament, I say, what would you do in the early church they had no New Testament? And any time God did anything, they'd have to go back to the Old Testament because the New was in the Old. It hadn't been written yet. So you would have been really out of place. Okay, now, uh, just before we start going uh, briefly on some of these points here, uh, it's all spelled out for you. Um, I want you to listen to, uh, some of this here, and you might like to take down a few thoughts. Uh, as I said, you know, there's not much teaching on the prophets today. Uh, there's some on Isaiah, people like Isaiah, Jeremiah a little bit, Joel, the Pentecostal book, uh, Book of Daniel, I believe, uh, Dr. Hong sing has been on for, what, 10 years, is it? <laughs> so forth. Okay. Uh, so forth. Now, listen to some of this. Out of the 39 books of the Old Testament, at least 29 of them were written by the prophets. Just showing you the importance of the prophets. So of the uh, 39 books of the Old Testament, at least 29 of them were written by the prophets. In the New Testament, 24 out of the 27 books were written by apostles. So you'll notice here, uh, in fact, why don't you turn over to this a little bit, Second uh, Peter, this is not on your note, I'll tell you. When it's not on your notes, Second Peter chapter three, a, a verse that uh, we often miss or, you know, interpret or misread. Second Peter chapter three, and I'm reading from uh, uh, verse one and two. I'll do. So Second Peter chapter three, verse one, two, and so Peter says, uh, "Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure mind by a w- or way of remembrance." And then he says that you might be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles. Now you'll notice in that verse, uh, uh, prophets and apostles, but you've got to read it carefully. The holy prophets are the Old Testament prophets, but the apostles are the apostles of the New Covenant, the New Testament. So that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before before by the Holy Prophets, the Old Testament Prophets, and of the commandment of us, the New Testament, the apostles of our Lord and Savior. No mistake, so Old Testament Prophets. So 39 of the Old Testament books were written by, uh, 29 written by prophets, and the New Testament, 24 other of 27 books were written by apostles. Now, notice this, this is a, uh, quite a, an eye opener. The word prophet or prophets, is used some 149 times in the New Testament. So the word prophet or prophets, 149 times in the New Testament. Of these, now listen carefully here, of these we have 94 references to Old Testament prophets, 60 in the Gospels, 23 in Acts, and uh, in the Epistles, uh, uh, 23 in Acts, uh, and the epistles and Revelation, So, so uh, 94 references to Old Testament prophets in the New Testament. Uh, but listen, New Testament prophets are uh, only mentioned nine times in the New Testament. So we have a great emphasis on what about the ministry of the prophets and everything like that, and we praise God. Uh, some of the prophets are prophet lost, but uh, New Testament prophets only referred to nine times in the New Testament. But most of the references to prophets in the New Testament refer to uh, the Old Testament prophets. All right, now, I, I'm not, we haven't got the type of time to uh, go through the scriptures, but let me give you, uh, because this is what we're talking about, God speaking uh, through the prophets. So if Ezekiel was here today, what do you think as a prophet he would say to us and to the church today? How many you think he'd have a lot to say, I believe, as we're going to go through? We will. So. Um, all right, 2nd Peter 3, 1-2. Uh, so, God, just put down the references. God spoke to the fathers by the prophets. God, who at sundry times in the divers manner spake on time, in time past, unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by His Son. Hebrews 1, verse 1. We want to turn to Hebrews 1, verse 1. Uh, Jesus said Matthew 13, verses 10 to 17, Matthew 13, 10 to 17. Many prophets and righteous men would love to have heard and seen what Jesus was speaking and what he was doing if they'd been in the early church. They would love to have been here. And then um, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 3, verse 19 to 26, just showing the importance of God speaking through the prophets. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 to 26, and uh, and and uh, the speaker is saying, God spoke through Moses and Samuel and all the prophets, who have ever spoke. They foretold of these days. So though though they were men of their time, their utterances for all time. See, truth is truth in every generation. What is truth today was truth yesterday. What is truth yesterday was truth two thousand years back. Truth is truth in every generation, and then. Uh, One more scripture here, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 9 to 12. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9 to 12. So the Spirit of Christ in the prophets foretold the sufferings of Christ and the glory that would follow. Where was the glory? Not in the sweet by and by. Unto him be glory in the church. So the prophets foretold the sufferings of Christ and the glory that would follow. So as I said, if Ezekiel were alive today, and speaking to our generation, what would we, uh, what would he have to say? Is this is what we'll talk about. Okay, so let's go to uh, your notes here, and I'll just refer to a couple of things. You do have a little bit of fill-in here. I'm watching our time. Uh, so the uh, ten little points we have in our outline. Number one, the titles. Uh, the title of the book is uh, Ezekiel, which means his name means God will strengthen, or the strength of God. Uh, B. The Book of the Son of Man, as we'll see why in a moment. And uh, let us see the Book of Visions. This is page 12 in, in, in the manual you got. Okay, so the titles of the book. Author, you might like to change that word author or put next to it, um, uh, the writer. There's only one author in the Bible, and that's the Holy Spirit. But there are about 40 different writers. So Ezekiel was the writer, the Holy Spirit was the author. So author we've got here but writer or the author of the Holy Spirit pardon me and the writer Ezekiel written by Ezekiel the prophet priest of vision who ministered to the house of Judah and prophesied concerning the house of Israel (coughs) let me say this here it's really important to read the first two or three verses of all the so-called major and minor prophets because uh, otherwise there's lots of contradictions in the prophets because people don't, and a lot of preachers don't do this, they don't read the introductory verses to find which house they're talking to. So uh, the house of Israel went into Babylon, uh, no, Assyrian <coughs> captivity, about BC, uh, BC 721. So you have a set of prophets speaking to the house of Israel, the northern kingdom. And then the southern kingdom was the house of Judah, and uh, the the southern kingdom, of Judah went into Babylonian captivity about a hundred years later. So unless you know which prophet is talking to which house or whether the prophets are talking to both houses, uh, it can be nothing but confusion. So, so uh, uh, Ezekiel is writing to the house of Judah and yet he prophesies about both houses. All right, date. <coughs> we won't uh, uh, build a church on this, but Ezekiel's ministry covered about uh, period of 30 years, BC 93 through to 563, beginning in the last years of Zedekiah's reign, and continuing on into the Babylon captivity, and written approximately between those dates. Uh, key words: I'll give you three others that are used a lot. Uh, a for blood or bloody. We have to be careful how we say the word. But 56 times des- desolate, uh, and, and we we'll, uh, remember that each of our sessions build on the previous session, so. We'll pick some of the, more of this up later on. <coughs> Desolation, des- des- desolations, so forth, 47 times sanctuary, 34 times spirit. Uh, Ezekiel is particularly the prophet of the Holy Spirit. There's more references to the Holy Spirit in the book of Ezekiel than any other of the old prophets, uh, major or minor. Uh, 26 times vision or visions, 18 times. Uh, two or three other words you might like to put down. The word likeness Is used some 58 times, likeness. So the likeness. So he's trying to describe some of the things he sees with the cherubim and everything. But likeness, 58 times. Uh, The word glory is used times at least. So the word glory. Yeah. Okay. All right. uh, Next one. Key phrases. Thus saith the Lord. Uh, And this is the key. utterance of the prophets, it's a, it makes it official. Uh, but don't you ever do it. How many have the gift of prophecy here? <laughs> Hands up. Nobody? Anybody ever, does anybody ever prophesy here? Now I've been round the traps because I'm an old, old man, okay. But I've heard a lot of people after they prophesy you know you're Mickey Mouse, you're Donald Duck and everything <laughs> like that. Uh, Thus saith the Lord. I said that's not the Lord, that's you. Hey, but they sort of put that, thus saith the Lord, to make it official. Hey, you don't do that. Because when people say, thus saith the Lord, oh, well, I can't argue with that. No, all prophecy has to be judged. But the prophets who wrote in, infallible inspiration, they could say, thus saith the Lord, 209 times. But don't you do it, or else. Uh, Son of man, 93 times, and this is interesting. Uh, Son of man is used of Jesus about uh, 80 times, 80 plus times. So uh, Ezekiel is the son of man of the Old Testament. Jesus is the son of man Uh, and a little bit of theology. When we refer to Jesus as the son of man, it's referring to his humanity. When we refer to Jesus as son of God, we're referring to his divinity. Now a lot of religions will accept Jesus as the son of man like any of us are but not the Son of God. Well, I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of, uh, the, Son of the living God, amen? amen. Uh, they shall know that I am the Lord, You 63 times, the word of the Lord came, 50 times at least, the glory of the Lord, I've given you that one. Key verses, we're gonna come back uh, more to that in the Messianic prophets. Purpose, what's the purpose of Ezekiel writing? To declare to the unbelieving house of Judah that the temple and the city would be destroyed once the glory of the Lord had departed. Uh, letter B, to show the gentile nations their inevitable judgment. And uh, uh, um, Hong Singh was on this yesterday about the handwriting on the wall. And I believe that's very true. Some of the things that are happening in the world today, we've got to recognize God's behind it. God's trying to get man's attention. Uh, letter C, to predict uh, the return of the glory of the Lord to a new temple, whatever that is. Number seven, message, when a nation departs from the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord departs from it. And then letter B, all nations are held accountable to God and judged by Him. And see, God is righteous to judge and merciful to restore. Now, as we go on to number eight, I'd like you to fill in uh, page 13. Thank you, Dr. Noll. So page 13. Now, as you look at page 13, Before, yeah, we've got a few minutes here. Ezekiel, the book of visions, you'll find that the book is divided into three sections. Section one, Judgments of Judah and Jerusalem. And the chapters written are before the siege, pre siege, before the Babylonians come and besiege the city. Uh, The emphasis is on the Old Temple. And then the middle section is Judgments on the Gentile nations during the siege, while the siege of Jerusalem is on and I've given you the chapters there. And then uh, the last few chapters, restoration of the Messianic times post siege, after uh, after the temple has been destroyed, the city's been destroyed, the people are taken into Babylon captivity. All right, so I'll let you write with both hands here. Okay, so judgments on Jude and Jerusalem. Note the order, and so this gives you a, a good overview. That's what we're doing, an overview of the book. Number one, chapters one to 11, the glory leaves the old temple. We'll be doing this tomorrow night. Uh, how God reluctantly leaves the old temple. Why? And, and, and the lessons we're going to be looking at are applicable to the church. Because some churches, I mean, in Australia, uh, one, one church there, one demon nation, uh, pardon me, one denomination. <laughs> there you go, okay. Uh, they close down and you know what they've turned it into? The heavenly pancake house. So many churches clap and say, The glory of God. Why, why, why? We'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay. Uh, number two, judgments on the four Ps the princes, the prophets, and the priests. Uh, there should be another one there. And the, I uh, forget the other one. Elders and Nation, chapters 12 through to 23. And then number three, uh, the siege of Jerusalem, it should be, the siege of Jerusalem in finality. And this is chapter four. So, chapters 1 through to 24, pre-siege. And uh, Ezekiel is very particular. He actually dates his prophecies. You know, the word of the Lord came to him in the fifth year of the captivity, in the year so-and-so, and and the month of so-and-so. He dates his prophecies, very unusual. So fifth year of the captivity, chapters 1 to 7, sixth year of the captivity, chapters 8 through to 19, seventh year of the captivity, chapters 20 to 23, and the ninth year of the captivity, chapter twenty-four. So that's the uh, picture we have in the in the first section of the book. Everybody got that down? You've not got it down. Okay. Let's now. Not too much on here. Judgment on the Gentile nations. All right. So judgment on the Gentile nation. The chapters I've given you. Chapters 25 through the 32 and chapter 35, mid-siege, while Jerusalem was under uh, the siege of the uh, Babylonians, Gentile nations. So seven nations under the judgments of God. And uh, uh, I've put a sheet in there that we'll be dealing uh, a little bit more with in another session. So the seven nations uh, mentioned here, Ammonites, Moabites, the Edomites, Notice they are all children of the flesh, the flesh seed. Ammonites and Moabites came from an incestuous, evil relationship uh, by Lot and his two daughters, who got them, who got their father dead drunk, and in a dead drunk of state, uh, drunken state, uh, he has immorality with his own two daughters, and these two enemy nations were born. The Edomites, Esau, Edom. Esau who sold his birthright for a mess, a mess of pottage. Always the enemy of God's people. The Philistines that uh, King Saul never failed to, never destroyed as he was supposed to. And because he didn't kill the Philistines, a Philistine and a Malachite killed him. Tyrus, Zidon, and then number seven, Egypt. And uh, think of where Egypt is today and some of the things that going on there. The final uh, section here is uh, restoration under Messianic times. Chapters 33 through to 48, post siege, after Jerusalem has been destroyed, so forth. So Ezekiel is given visions of the new temple, which we need to talk about later on, Uh, the glory returns. And then these are the Messianic chapters, restoration number one of Judah, Through the Messiah, chapters 33 to 36. Uh, Number two, the Valley of Dry Bones and the 2 6. What's that all mean? Uh, Chapter, or number three, Gog and Magog, chapters, chapters 38 and 39. And then uh, chapters 43 to 48, the New Temple and the River and the Glory Returns. So uh, that just gives you. Okay, so let's go back to 12 before we take a break here. All right, so that's under our outline. Judgment on Judah and Jerusalem, pre-siege, glory departs from the old temple. Judgment on the Gentile nation, mid-siege, and restoration under Messiah, post-siege, the glory returns to a new temple. All right, as we wrap up here, uh, number nine, Ezekiel summary. Ezekiel as a priest opens and closes his visions of the temple and the glory departing and uh, returning. We have the old temple and the new temple. That's the uh, areas of controversy. Notice this uh, part here. Ezekiel is the only prophet to mention Israel's idolatry in Egypt and God's thought to destroy them uh, but for his namesake. And he's the only prophet to describe Lucifer's position prior to his fall under the context of the king of Tyre. And there are also prophecies in the last section concerning uh, messianic times and restoration under the new covenant. Um, um, Note, have we got this uh, next part here on on, um, Ezekiel and Revelation? Uh, We can skip that now. Uh, Have you got notes? No, no, no. Okay, just, uh, 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 no. No, not uh, the next one, I think, uh, the ne- after that one. Okay, this one. Okay, needn't worry about taking this down. But you'll find that uh, uh, there's a lot of Ezekiel that is found in the book of Revelation. So I'll just refer to it. Uh, they both have visions of God. Uh, Ezekiel sees the throne and four cherubim. John sees the throne and four living creatures. Both eat the book. I'll come back to that later on. Eating the little book. Uh, in Ezekiel, the mark is put in the foreheads of the seer ones. Name of God is in the foreheads of the seer ones in Revelation. Uh, Ezekiel refers to Gog and Magog. John refers to Gog and Magog. Uh, number six, the vision of the new city after the old city is destroyed. And John sees the vision of the bride city when the old city of Sodom and Egypt is destroyed. And then number seven, uh, Ezekiel sees the river of God and the trees of life. And John closes his book with the river of God and the trees of life. So same Holy Spirit, same author, different writers. One an Old Testament prophet and one the New Testament apostle. Okay, number seven, uh, number 10, pardon me, is close on this section. And uh, I'd like to encourage you to get the CDs. Uh, or what are they, CDs or DVDs? Both. Both. Okay, people tell me, Kevin, we love the CDs better than you. <laughs> uh, they really have a ministry of encouragement. So I said, why? They said, we can turn you off. <laughs> Wonderful ministry of encouragement. Okay, number 10, just kidding. Christ, seen. Christ is seen as the Son of Man sent to the rebellious house of Judah, beginning his ministry to the faithful remnant at the age of 30 with open heavens, he prophesied of the departing glory from the material temple at Jerusalem and its destruction and spoke of the glory returning to the new temple, which is a picture of the church. That's exactly what Jesus did, and we'll see that in another session. Okay? Session number one ended. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching. Visit kevinconnor.org for more information.